Welcome to Marvelicious Toys, hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more, because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, chat with other listeners, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages, support our Podbean crowdfunding campaign, and much more. They're not just toys. They're Marvelicious! Hello and welcome to Marvelicious Toys, issue 189. This is Marjorie. The foulish stench was in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, and every podcaster from every tomb is coming back to seal your doom. No, we're not dead. This is Arnie. (laughs) This is Justin. We are back. It has been quite a while since the last Marvelicious Toys. We do apologize for that. I want to thank everyone who's written in and asked if we're still going, because it means a lot to know people like to listen, honestly. If we had taken a hiatus unplanned and nobody wrote in, I don't know how motivated we'd have been. <laughs> well, and, and sadly, I'd like to point out, we did have some life things happen. Or death things, as y- the case y- may be. Your father passed away, which kind of put a kink in things. He had an extended illness over the last year or so, and he did pass away in April, so taking care of your mom a little bit and you and your sisters. So, but we're back. Things are back to normal, and here we are. And I can say we never stopped collecting. God knows the boxes keep coming and the store runs keep happening. How about you, Justin? Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy out there right now. I mean, as we sit here the week before San Diego Comic-Con, where we usually find out what's coming at us for the next six, seven, eight months and think, oh my God, how are we going to handle all this? We're sitting in the middle of five fresh waves of Marvel Legends all hitting between now and it seems like within four weeks from now. So it's it's crazy out there with just regular waves. It's crazy out there with expected exclusives that are supposed to be hitting Walgreens with the Thing and the Silver Surfer and then all this Marvel universe marvel cinematic universe 10 year anniversary stuff hitting too it's oh boy it's been a crazy six months of just this year but even out of those six months it's really just been the last month and a half that's gotten crazy yeah it seems like there have been so many figures coming in so much flying this way and yeah i've been pre-ordering all that 10th anniversary stuff which had a kink thrown in it because of Toys R Us closing. Let's take a moment of silence for our Toys R Us. Oh, that is it. It is a bummer. Can we let's 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 dwell on Toys R Us for a second. It that it's a bummer. That's that's one place that you know has kind of always been there for us. And now if you drive by, it's just a husk of an empty store. Ours is going to become a big lots. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh wow. Yay. But I think Big Lots will come in and actually clean it up because our Toys R Us is pretty trashy. It's really, this year I lost my father and I lost Toys R Us and both have some similarities there. Both were a shell of their former selves. I have great memories of each of them, but by the end, perhaps it was for the best. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, 
when was the last time you really thought, I'm going to hit Toys R Us to get that whole wave of figures? They were more expensive. That A4 set, I did pick up a second one when it hit 60% off, but the fact that it was still sitting there when they hit 60% off, it was overpriced. All their exclusives were overpriced. I was drowning in... Admiral Radices from the Star Wars line over there. And in the Marvel line, uh, the Guardians 5-pack, 3 and 3 quarter inch, all those exclusives. Remember, those were Comic-Con exclusives. Justin, I don't know about the Toys R Us's you went to while they were closing, but did you stumble across about 300 Voltron playsets? Actually, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Voltron. It was Power Rangers sets, playsets from Hasbro, the Toys R Us exclusive ones. Oh, yeah. Those were all over the place. I mean, you know, looking at pictures online, it was like, it was the same unwanted stuff at almost every Toys R Us. I think the thing that got me with some of the closings were, there's a couple pictures floating around of a Toys R Us, like when it was at 60 or 70% off. One of them had shelves, like, filled with the 12-inch Wolverine figure, which I've never <laughs> seen in person. <laughs> Just sitting there, you know, for 13 bucks. I'm like, oh, where is that? I'll drive there. But yeah, I wasn't I wasn't so lucky to find anything super great, even at those great discounts. But yeah, it, it was sad to see him go. Yeah, it was. I'll admit that just because I remember when this one opened, I went there throughout my whole life, be it toys as a kid or video games as an adolescent or toys once I hit my 20s again and video games, both actually. It just was a place to go. But yeah, it had gotten dirty ever since the buyout in the early 2000s. It's always felt junky. It just couldn't keep up with Walmart, Target, and most importantly, online. Yeah, that that really was the beginning of the end, was way back, you know, 13 years ago. But, you know, maybe maybe something will rise out of this. Maybe the toy industry will, you know, regroup and come out stronger, hopefully, on the other end of this, or maybe a little bit more focused. Well, I hate to come back on our very first show so morose, but I think the opposite. I just remember what Pablo Hidalgo tweeted the other day. And, you know, Pablo Hidalgo, for our non-Star Wars listeners, he is a Lucasfilm employee and works a lot with continuity and has written some books. And a toy executive that he wouldn't name said to him, action figures are now the toys parents give kids when they're being punished. Because they only play with action figures when you take away their phones and tablets and video games. So it is truly only older people who desire action figures. Ouch. No, I mean, there, there, there is a lot of truth there. There really is. And I plan on asking Hasbro about this when we go to San Diego and see what their insight is. It is interesting to me that forecasts say Hasbro Marvel is going to outsell Hasbro Star Wars this year. Wow. That is very interesting. But if it becomes an adult collector focus only, it just seems like it's not going to be what it was. And I look at what Mattel is doing with their laughing Prince Adam figure right now, you know, just going more and more online. And there's so much more competition for adult dollars with Mezco and SH Figure Arts and Figma and all of these things. I'm not convinced that we will have toy aisles as we know them 10 years from now. Yeah, it's... It's something to yet to be seen. 
You know, I, I don't know what the right answer is, but maybe maybe there's a little bit of catering more to the collector while not kowtowing to kids and making it feel like, well, they're just kids. They don't know what they want. Because, I mean, I feel like if we're talking a little bit about Star Wars, when they took away the articulation from the three and three quarter inch line, that that turned off collectors for the most part. And kids look at that and it's like, well, it's kind of junky. So they're not they're not winning either way with that. But hey, on the Marvel side, we just kind of lost three and three quarter inch altogether. So, you know, it's we, we're getting. Hey, what are you talking about? What about that $60 Deadpool pack of repaints? <laughs> the exclusive oh that's exclusive to everywhere. It's at Target now. <laughs> the Skittles. <laughs> I cannot believe the price on that. I have a feeling I'll pick up the second one when it gets down to 20 yeah, that's that's definitely that end cap is a is a clearance watch item for me. There's a the there's another Deadpool that used to be a GameStop exclusive 12 inch figure that's now at Target as well. So I saw that, and actually, what that was was along with that back in black Deadpool, they weren't GameStop exclusives. They were at GameStop first, right? Yep. And now my target is swimming in both Weapon X Deadpools and Back in Black 6-inch Deadpools. Oh, since we're just kind of all over the place here, the Back in Black Deadpool, not like you said, not an exclusive at GameStop first, and then it starts showing up at Target, and it's it's I think it's actually been at Walmart. It's coming back out again with a packaging variation where they're putting the, the Venom head on instead of the Deadpool head. So for people who collect them in package, you're probably going to want to Pick up another one with the head swap in there. Uh, I'm really not a package opener, so... Hmm. Yeah, it's an easy pass for me, but seems like a kind of a crass way to get people to double dip on that figure. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy I finally f- saw Thunderbolt Shocker. <laughs> uh, that's a Mega T variant, <laughs> if I ever saw one. <laughs> but, yeah, there's... A lot going on in collecting. I do wonder what we'll see in three and three quarter inch when we get to Hasbro this year, if anything. How much more six inch can they plan for us this year? I do think I need to get two of that Pepper Pot set so I can swap heads with my rescue figure, though. Yeah. Wow, that's one thing that's kind of happened since since last time we got together to talk is this new face print technology is really, really incredible in person. I know we, we talked about some of them that we saw when you guys were at Toy Fair and saw them in person, but man, now that they're hitting the stores, I'm, I'm really digging what they're doing. They've upped their game over it at Hasbro to compete with some of these other, you know, figure arts and Mezco dealers who were playing around in that six inch scale and maybe taking away a little bit of their, their collector business. You know, I think it gets a lot of heat, but I really kind of enjoy that 5 POA line because I think they do good card back art and the figures for at least for Infinity War and Black Panther. I had a lot of fun with them. They're they're looking good. They've got good colors. There's a guy in Facebook who repaints them and he is tremendous. I mean, he makes the colors pop. He redid Cap and I think there was Iron Spider. I think that's the other one he did. And it just looks amazing repainted, and I really like that line. That line is good to supplement some things. You know, I picked up the Rocket and Groot pack because I was afraid I'd never see that Toys R Us three pack with the more articulated teen Groot. And it's, I mean, I'm impressed with the sculpt. It could probably use a fresh coat of paint. And, you know, since in Black Panther, we never got a Shuri figure, you know, there was a pretty good version of it in that line. And I'm excited because they're going to, 
be doing some of those figures for Inside the Spider-Verse later this year, too. The movie tie-ins are all going to be, it appears, that more kiddie line that I actually do enjoy. They've always done the animated tie-ins just in that scale. It's kind of like a 5-inch versus a 6-inch, isn't it? It's really close. I, I, it's almost five and a half inch, you know? Some of them fit in with the Marvel Legends. It, it's kind of like the difference between Legends and Diamond Select, you know? There's just a little bit of variance in there, but, you know, if you if you want to make it work, you can make it work. It's kind of like the blurred lines. It's You know, it's like, yeah, you could mistake it if you really didn't know what you were doing too much. But I think the big news, the reason that really motivated us to get a show out pretty quickly... As Justin said, and put me in a little bit of a panic, next week is Comic-Con. It isn't until you said those words, Justin, that it sunk in how quickly it's <laughs> coming up on me. I feel like it's a Mack truck with a green goblin head bearing down. <laughs> it, it is upon us. It is time to descend on San Diego once again and see what, what they've got in store for us. I think that we're in for a formative year in San Diego because it's radically changing. There are some big absences this year in Hall H, most notably for us, Marvel Cinematic Universe. And yeah, no Star Wars, not a lot of major studios. Warner Brothers is still coming and Fox is doing a Deadpool panel, but... It looks to me like some of the lesser programming is now put in Hall H. I mean, Justin, in the past, you've covered the Marvel video game panel for us, right? Mm-hmm. And that was not in Ballroom 20, was it? No, that was in one of the same rooms that the Hasbro panels usually in. Yeah, that's what I thought. This year, it's in Hall H. What? <laughs> <laughs> I really... I know this upcoming Spider-Man game looks badass. It is to Spider-Man what Arkham Asylum is to Batman. I mean, they just ripped off Arkham Asylum, basically, <laughs> and made a Spider-Man version. It looks awesome. But I have a feeling that we'll be able to wander into Hall H for that panel unless, like, Kevin Smith is right after it or something. Yeah, I mean... You guys are you guys are hitting on something and it's something that we've seen happening over the years and it's with with Disney, you know, buying up all these properties and owning these properties and then pushing their own thing which is D23. They they need less and less of Comic-Con to do what they want to do. So, I that leaves a vacuum at this point for smaller things I guess to rise up and you know, even this year, I'm thinking about it, we really don't have any huge just like pop culture thing that's going on right now. I mean, Game of Thrones is kind of on hiatus until they get their last season out. I feel like the wind has fallen out of the sails on The Walking Dead. And I was invited to a Walking Dead photo shoot. I could it said I could shoot the stars of The Walking Dead. It seemed tempting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're just in this weird nebulous area where it's like there's not one huge property that's going to pull us all together, yet alone at Comic-Con and into Hall H. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, you guys have noticed like the trolley is wrapped and usually something that is themed with Comic-Con. The sides of the buildings are usually wrapped in something or have some movie or TV series. This year, it's lower level TV series, like TV series I've never even heard of, and video games like Kingdom Hearts. So it's not like the big movie properties. I remember when Thor 2 came out, 
the lamppost flags were all Thor. Well, last year they were all Ragnarok and Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, this year? No, it's something else. I think the trolley is Conan this year. Well, it's been Conan in years past and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and last year it was the Orville. And I hate to sound like the old man at Comic-Con, but in (laughs) my day, Sonny, we talked movies at Comic-Con. Really, it's evolving, right? When we started going to Comic-Con, it was transitioning from comic books to movies. Hollywood had seized upon it as a marketing ploy and there'd be premieres. Marjorie and I were just talking the other day about picture it. San Diego, 2011. We went to see Captain America at the premiere with Chris Evans coming to the front. It was free. We saw Chris Evans introduced the film and we all watched Captain America, the first Avenger. I yelled Johnny Storm at him and he pointed at me and smiled. <laughs> Barrett got an autograph. Yep. Well, they don't do that so much anymore. If you go back to now playing podcast and listen to the archives, you get to hear us talk about seeing the Lost Boys 3 at San Diego at a premiere before it was out on video, or seeing Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Jacob got to see that before it was even in theaters. Now, if we're lucky, Warner Brothers is going to bring a DC animated movie about two weeks before DVD. Okay, but we're talking about the movies, and let me explain to you the, the two movies that are playing at Comic-Con this year that I noticed. Deadpool 2 is going to be played, the uncut version, which is the DVD coming out in a few weeks, I assume. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Okay, so movie that's already been in theaters. Yeah, but a cut you couldn't see in theaters, which seems perfectly up Comic-Con's alley. Yes. Then you could also go to the Horton Grand Theater, which is where we saw Captain America, and see Super Troopers 2. Same cut you saw in the theaters. But free? Yes, it's free. (laughs) But what I'm saying is though you're not seeing the movie premieres or the first time in front of an audience. You're seeing movies that already left theaters. If you recall, that premiered the same weekend as we were in New York a couple months ago. And I remember when Scott Pilgrim vs. the World premiered at Comic-Con, and then that movie did not do well. And it deserved to, but it didn't do well. And right then, people started talking about the Comic-Con echo chamber, about how films that play well at Comic-Con, studios before that, and remember, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World was many years ago now. But if you also recall, Snakes on a Plane was also a huge hit at Comic-Con, and not so good in the theaters. (laughs) And Scott Pilgrim continued that. What they had started thinking is, if we're big at Comic-Con, we're going to get on the bloggers, and we're going to get the word of mouth, and everybody's going to go see us. And I remember when Stuart first went, he spent every night going to see free movies. Now, he saw crap I don't know why he would go to see, like Monster House, (laughs) but it was free, and he would go. He felt like he was at a film festival. But Stuart said, we're spending so much money on these booths. You mentioned snakes on a plane, how you could walk into a giant snake plane and have stewardesses in it. And that same year, Pirates of the Caribbean 4 had a giant pirate ship on the floor of the exhibition hall. They realized we're spending tons of money and now we're letting basically the audience who would pay to see this movie see it for free and nobody else is going. <laughs> I think District 9 was yet another film mm-hmm. that continued that trend. And admittedly, I would have never seen District 9 had it not been for the no aliens allowed signs on the men's room door. 
But then you get some misfires. Like, one year we kept wondering why all these guys were walking around in white tank tops and jeans with long hair and posing with people. Completely missed until we saw the movie. It was Hamlet 2. It was Sexy Jesus. And we did wonder what this Hamlet 2 was that was on the back of all the pedicabs, not knowing it was related to the people. Yeah, there's just there was a lot of misfires, and I think... When we start going, a lot of people were thinking this is where the money is because people go here to find out about movies, and it's not proven to be that. Cowboys and aliens. I mean, they brought Harrison Ford out for one of his first convention appearances ever to talk about that movie directed by John Favreau. It should have been a hit. It tanked miserably. So we've seen it change. But what it changed to, Justin, you hit it on the head, was television. And that was starting when we were there. The Lost panel started in Ballroom 20. It became so big, it became a Hall H staple. But I have to say, and this makes me sound like an old crazy person, but Lost knew how to do panels. Those panels were an experience. You shared an experience. You weren't just watching the cast members talk about stuff like you get at a regular panel. It was part of the damn show. It was so much fun. Me and my friend Andrea would like scour the internet for clues and we knew everything going into this and it added to the show and it made it so much fun. And now you're not getting that. And again, I sound like an old cranky person. I'm really not cranky. What I read is television is not going to be as big there either. It felt like we were going to TV con for the longest time. But this year, no Game of Thrones in Hall H. They said Game of Thrones may never return to Comic-Con because next year's the last season. So really, it looks like Comic-Con, God forbid, is going to go back to being comic books. Maybe. It, It almost feels like it's turning into coverage con, isn't it? I mean, almost everybody you bump into has a selfie stick with with a live stream going on or somebody's got a blog about something. I I would almost bet that the more than half the people there are there to cover it in some fashion. I'd like to point out that they did change the professional badges for next year. Previously, anything in the industry, movie, TV, comics, starting next year, they're giving preference to comic book creators. Well, that's good because, yeah. it, you know, the way it's going, it's going to become coverage con of covering people shopping for exclusives, you know? <laughs> we, we, we need something to gel it back together into a big event that everybody wants to be at. And it's still that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like we're getting a little bit down on it. I'm still excited to go, and it's still the best con of the year. So I'm excited to see what's what's hitting the floor out there when we do get there. Oh, I agree completely. I don't want to sound down on it, but... It's evolving, is what I'll say. Conventions in general seem to be evolving, with Wizard World kind of going under, with Reed still kind of finding their footing and delving into various areas, but I get so many surveys from them. It's it's like dating an insecure person. Are, are we okay? Is everything all right? Is there anything you need from me that I'm not giving you? Are you mad? <laughs> you look there's a look in your eye is it me (laughs) so i just think the convention landscape is changing and you mentioned coverage it's my favorite part of going though is looking forward to the coverage i've got to say the past few years of comic-con have have always been fun 
because of the people hanging out with you, Justin, and Barrett, and Daryl, and Perry, and everybody out there who we see. It's just a blast. But it can be a little stressful, too, especially preview night. Because preview night is shopping night, and... How, it's almost like we're planning for battle. Like, okay, you go here, I go here. And if you see this, then do this. And I mean, it's like I need a John Madden draw board of X's and arrows. And I know it, it's kind of fun because, you know, we, we usually meet beforehand because everybody kind of trickles in. It's, it's like summer camp. And then we meet and usually we have like a really good lunch or something to fuel us for this insanity and make our plan. Like everybody's got a priority. It usually is Hasbro. Unfortunately, there's some changes we're going to talk about here in a second. But it, it's, you know, you run past and sometimes I'll see one of you guys. I'm like, hey, I'm going to rehearse. See you, blah, blah, blah. Bye, see ya! And, like, take off. Or it, it's part of the fun of it, and it's a little nuts, but this year, I can't decide if I'm zen about this or if I'm angry, but they have instituted a lottery system for exclusives at San Diego Comic-Con. Well, I'll tell you if I'm excited or angry <laughs> in a day or two when we find out if we got spots for certain vendors on any given day. You know? Well, here's my thought, though. I mean, why? Here's the thing is if I'm Zen about it, first of all, I have no control over this. It is not, if I don't get something, it's not going to be because I didn't put in the effort. It's because for some reason the stars did not align for me. Here's the thing is I feel the same way. It's because preview night, I try to be in four places at once. And it's not like every exclusive is available for the lottery, but Hasbro, Funko, Lego. Lego. Yep. And Lego, there have been so many rumors that it's fixed. And I'm not going to say it's not. I'm not going to say it is. I have no proof one way or another. But many people who don't know each other have all come to me telling similar stories. And Funko, not that it's rigged for them, but they have the Funko fanatics boards of people who have been... If you saw that Funko documentary on Netflix, you know who these fanatics are. And they're long-time Funko collectors that have become friends with the company. And they were given first dibs at tickets for Preview Night. And so regular con-goers who are not active in their forums have an uphill battle against the people who were active in the forums and so on. Here, I feel like this levels the playing field. I have never in my life gotten a Lego minifigure without paying a scalper on eBay. Now this year, I may have to pay a scalper on eBay too, but I feel like I have a better chance of getting it without that scalper fee than I ever have before. Yeah, and th that, you know, speaking of Lego, that's where I have this Zen feeling because I've never, ever even tried to go after the Lego stuff at Comic-Con because I've seen, I've seen the lines to get in line, to get in the line, to go get in the line. And it's just like, I'm not doing that with my day. I'm not standing outside in a queue that gets herded out every hour to go stand in the line a little bit closer to the building. It's just, I, I'm not that into Lego that I needed to spend my days like that. But with this lottery system, hey, yeah, I'll put my name in the hat and see if they give me a shot at going, going to stand in line for a much less amount of time. Well, it does level the playing field because there are people who will get in line in the afternoon of the day before in order to get into the line up the sales pavilion where they hand out the tickets or where you do the little thing that Lego does. And that's the same thing with Hasbro. They would give out the tickets sometime 
time like at 9 a.m. in the morning, but people would get in line like at 2 and 3 in the afternoon and start the line to get in that day already the day before. And I just, I don't have time for that. I have no desire to do that. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I think the thing with us is, first of all, I've always found it ridiculously stupid to pay for a hotel that's very expensive and in our cases, flights that are not cheap and all of these expenses just so you could sit outside for 24 hours to buy something which you could pay the scalper prices much cheaper than actually going and getting it firsthand. So there's that, but also we are there for one thing only, really, and that's to provide coverage. Now, because we're a toy podcast, I feel that coverage includes reviewing the toys that they're selling there, but I can't spend 36 hours waiting to get in a line in the pavilion to wait to see if I can get in the line at Hasbro, to wait to see if I'm up there before they sell out of the day's allotment of a Legends figure. So this seems so much more fair. I wish they would have done it a long time ago. And yeah, I may get blocked out or... One of us may get in, and you know what? Sometimes they'll allow us to buy two or four of something, and this is how we've made it work in years past, is I didn't get in Hasbro's line last year, but between Barrett and Marjorie and Justin, we were all able to get what we wanted out of that line because of the minimum purchase quantities. So I wonder if Preview Night Hasbro line is going to be the bloodbath it has been in the years past, because... I imagine that some people are just going to refuse to accept that you have to have a ticket. And I've seen that happen, though. We've seen it happen where Hasbro gave out tickets one year. Remember that one year? It's like we gave out tickets and we're all like, wait, you gave out what? Nobody saw tickets. Nobody knew about tickets. And we saw people try to get in. And if you didn't have a ticket, you didn't get in. That's right. I forgot. At Hallmark, which is not part of the lottery, fortunately, Hallmark's gotten a lot more calm. But the first year Hallmark had an exclusive ornament, I remember being squished like I was in a trash compactor with all these people trying to get into the line. And Hasbro, how many bumps, bruises, and contusions did we have from people in that line? A yeah. lot. Yeah, that that is the part I am not going to miss. The, the wondering if we're standing in the right line at the right time to possibly get into the Hasbro booth on preview night. And that, that night you're talking about, Arnie, you're right. We all found different lines to get in and we were waiting and we were pretty close up. And it's like, all right, we're going to get in. And we find out, oh no, the line was supposed to be on the back wall. Even though this guy told us this is the Hasbro line and some other line somewhere just got tickets handed out to him. It's mm -hmm. like nobody knew what was going on at all. And you just had to take a shot that you might be in the right place for a shot at it. So this, and to clarify, all these people telling us stuff weren't random people. These were the people who worked the Hasbro booth giving us misinformation. Exactly. You know, so it's like you have to trust the, the guy in the Hasbro t-shirt that he knows what he's talking about. So, yeah, if that alleviates this, I'm all for it. And like you said, Arnie, there's probably going to be people that didn't even get notice or didn't pay attention to the email that a lottery system's happening. I didn't know. It took Marjorie t telling me via text message that this was happening. So I'm glad I have, you know, Marjorie to look out for me. Otherwise, I, I would have been that guy. I always take care of you. Yes, you do. But otherwise, I would have been that guy on preview night going, what, what lottery are you talking about? <laughs> what lottery are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... 
I feel like Funko has been a rigged game. You know, I've lucked out once in a while, but it just feels stacked against me. And to try to be in all places at once, it this is a relief in my mind. I wish it was more exclusive. Now, I am going to complain about one thing, although I don't have much right to complain. Mondo would not allow press and professionals and those to enter their lottery for the Marvel 10th anniversary print. That That is kind of a bummer, but their lines have been just as crazy in the past as any of these other ones we're talking about. So, I, I mean, I remember years past, like, getting texts, like, anybody anywhere near, you know, Section 539 that can get in line real quick? Because, I mean, <laughs> they, they just kind of do flash lines. Like, hey, we're lining up now. Get there as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I... It meant that I I was really scared that all the others would be like that. That we would, as press, be completely locked out from any of the exclusives. Fortunately, it was only Mondo. I won't say what I've already paid somebody for their Mondo, but I'm sure that I'm paying a night of their hotel. Yee. I know, I think it was last year when it just made me sick. The guy in front of me was bragging about how he paid for his entire Comic-Con trip by getting numerous Hasbro tickets and waiting in line and flipping all this stuff. But what kind of a trip did he have? He just... He waited in lines the whole time! He got (laughs) Shopping con! Yeah, I mean, that means he was getting in line to get into the sales pavilion if not the wee hours of the morning the day before. So, congratulations, dude. You just... Wasted a bunch of time to get a free trip to San Diego where you stood in a freaking line. Yeah, some people, I think some people get off on that. They, they get, they love the idea of flipping something for more than what it's worth. And, you know, that, that's, it's a dangerous game. I mean, I saw guys walking out with handfuls, bags full of the, the exclusive 12 inch Daredevil, which, hey, if you just stayed home and waited, you know, up to a month after the exclusives went up on Hasbro Toy Shop, you could have casually bought as many as you wanted on the website. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, if that's how you want to spend your time, go for it. And I have usually had very good luck with the Hasbro Toy Shop online sales. I have a job that is pretty desk bound and I've just really lucked out there. So when it comes to Hasbro, I'm a little bit more zen. Whereas Funko, Funko shares a lot of their exclusives so i'm a little zen there too i did miss out on thor on amazon already but i hear he's going to be restocked i'm keeping an eye out if you guys recall our wednesday night dinner and sometimes thursday night dinner is often all of us at the same time trying to see who can get in first and order pops on some of these sites oh yeah a lot of times those go up as you're having dinner after preview night (laughs) yeah because it goes up at midnight Eastern. And so we're sitting around at nine o'clock Pacific, like, oh my God, it's up. So really, and Mattel, Mattel has a great system because there are Marvel exclusives at Mattel this year. There's a Thanos helicopter. If you remember that wonky issue of the comic, (laughs) you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Where Thanos was trying to flee in a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) So badass. (laughs) so they have that but i was able to pre-order on mattel's website and guarantee myself here's how they work it's really weird is you order online and then you go to the con and you show them your id and say i order online and they go okay and then they mail it to you at home i'm okay with that (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to go about it 
So here's here's my one fear and the one question I don't think we'll have answered for another couple of days. But what happens if you do happen to get, you know, chosen for a specific time in the lottery for Hasbro and you get that same exact time slot for Funko or another one? Then you have to make up your mind. I would assume that they're not doing that. I would not assume that. I would assume that the slots seem to be AM and PM. You'd probably be able to do two. If you tried to do three, you might be hosed and you have choices. Yeah, I mean, it's just there, there are a little bit of windows for the time. It's But I don't think it's, you know, early morning into afternoon. I think it's usually like an hour, an hour and a half time window there from what I could tell. I've often found, though, that if you come after the time, they'll still let you in. Because the lines don't run like clockwork. Sure. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be a fun It's a fun thing to see how it works out. And I'm hoping, like we've said, it takes away some of the aggravations of preview night so we can plan the rest of our, our Comic-Con experience around it. Well, let's take a look at some of the exclusives. I am going to just state right up front, I'm shocked. I'm a little dismayed. There is no Kotobukiya exclusive Again this year. They had been doing variants of either the Artifacts Plus or and the Bishoujo figures. Last year, when we talked to Dan at Kotobukiya, he said that they weren't able to agree with Marvel on what they wanted to do. And, you know, it's usually just a repaint of sorts. And so they hoped to have one this year. And this year, no. And a couple other sad pieces of news. First of all, our... Normal interviews with Dan at Kotobukiya we're not going to be doing anymore because Dan's no longer with Kotobukiya. Oh, bummer. I, I really like Dan. Yeah. Yeah, Good he's one of the people. most friendly faces that you look forward to seeing at every con. It really was. And he was in New York and he was in San Diego and he was at Toy Fair in February. I haven't been this bummed since David Vonner was no longer with Hasbro. I'm oh. still stinging from that. Yeah, me too. We should start covering wrestling stuff just so we get to talk to David again. <laughs> but also, Kotobukiya canceled slash delayed their Captain Marvel Bishoujo figure. They say delayed while they redo it, but they have canceled all pre-orders, no matter who it's from, and everybody's getting refunds. Is this because we not enough of us bought the Deadpool with the clown wig stuff? <laughs> or the fourth Deadpool <laughs> repaint with the chef's Deadpool. hat. Yeah. <laughs> I, turns out I have like two or three of those. <laughs> I was sorting my collection. Fault. I'm like, wait. <laughs> but there are a lot of exclusives. It's just Kotobukiya is one of my favorite companies. They do some such cool stuff. And I'm a bit bummed by that. But so much to buy. Well, let's first talk about Deadpool 2. It's kind of a bummer that Deadpool 2 came out before Comic-Con, but they're still doing a ton of stuff for Comic-Con. I'm a little disappointed because after Deadpool 1, I got perhaps my favorite ever San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, which was Deadpool on Blu-ray signed by Rai Rai. Okay, if you call him that again, everyone's going to punch you. <laughs> Stop it. Of course you mean Ryan Reynolds. Who, there's no other Rai Rai. I, yeah, stop. So they're doing a bunch of giveaways. I'm assuming this is at the Fox booth. It's booth 3529. The first 1,200 people each day, Thursday through Sunday, will get an exclusive Deadpool 2 San Diego Comic-Con t-shirt. 
Kind of cool. Try to decide if I want to fight those crowds for that or not. 1,200 is pretty easy to do, usually. Do you remember the melee over the bags when they used to hand out the bags at Warner Brothers back in the day? They're also doing Deadpool 2 Super Duper Cut pre-order, but then you get an exclusive Comic-Con trucker hat while supplies last. So I think that has to be a preview night activity. Yeah, and they do this quite a bit. I've gotten posters. Remember when the Rogue Cut came out and I got the Rogue Lithograph at Fox? So this year it's a trucker hat. I can't decide if that's really a collectible or if that's just a thing, but... (laughs) It's a kitschy thing. I mean, it's like they're doing a John Wick steelbook, but you don't actually get the movie. It's a digital download, and you're just getting a steelbook. And I'm like, it's a cool-looking steelbook, but that's going to be one of those things I bring home and be like, why did I do this? (laughs) If you're honest with yourself, that's all you really get the steelbook for anyway. Have you ever put a (laughs) disc in? Yes. (laughs) Come on. Just one disc, the Rogue Cut. Yeah, there you go. No, there are certain movies like Scott Pilgrim that I've only bought in Steelbook, and yes, I've played them. With the digital oh. code. No, <laughs> I played discs. Digital codes have no use for me. Their bitrate is too low. Ah. <laughs> He's a video snob. Yes, he is. 25 people each day will win a set of the 18 Fox Blu-rays with the Deadpool box art. So it's the one where Deadpool photobombed. All of the DVDs, like Office Space, Revenge of the Nerds, and so on. So 25 people each day will win the full set of those. Those are kind of cool. Arnie did a lot of hard work and managed to score them all. Yeah, we haven't even podcasted since then. But yes, I went to Walmart at a midnight to get all 18 of those. They haven't confirmed it's that set, but odds are it's that set. Yeah. And you went a little bit viral with that that shopping spree. Yeah, I had some Mike's Harder Lemonade and a bunch of Deadpool <laughs> movies in my cart. And that's... Shot got liked all over the place. I couldn't believe it. It was kind of cool. I was like, this is not a great photo. I was not happy with the composition, the lighting, the way things were arranged. And that shot just went everywhere. Can't just enjoy it for what it is. You got to critique it. Enjoy the wave. Then they're having a, a contest where you can enter to win a trip to Deadpool's Dream Suite. On Saturday night, you have to enter to be chosen. They're calling it the Shame Cave. (laughs) It's got half-built IKEA furniture, a slightly pungent slash sweet back alley eau de parfum, and of course, dazzling balcony views of San Diego. Sure. You can stuff your face with the finest frozen chimichangas. You can also go full Winnie the Pooh on the sofa. Can you? (laughs) They better not allow that. It says you can. (laughs) Who's going to try it? (laughs) Justin, I choose you. Uh, I vote for Daryl. That seems like something Daryl would do. It would be actually more daring for you to do it. I know. (laughs) So if you're going to Comic-Con, you can enter to win... I hope you've all entered. I have. I, I sent have. it to you guys. Well, yeah, that's true. Justin? I'm, I may be entering as we speak. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't send you this stuff to you guys just for the hell of it, because I enjoy sending texts. <laughs> and then they're also giving away posters for season two of The Gifted. There's six of them. I don't know how you're getting them, but I kind of want them. Arnie, you have a problem. I do. You have a problem, too. I do? Yeah. Because you're going to be standing in line over at the Marvel booth while I'm asking how to get these gifted posters. You know why? Because 
finally, Modoc is getting a pin. Modoc gets no love from any licensee whatsoever from Marvel. And now there's going to be a Modoc pin. And it's a Scotty Young art, and he's super cute, and I need probably a few. Oh, that is cute. I like Scotty Young's art. Yeah, and Modoc. I mean, there's also a Magneto, who I also love. But come on, no one ever does anything Modoc. Ooh. I actually have everything Modoc, don't I? Uh, I, I have, don't know if you have everything, but you have all the toys. And I have statues. all the I have all the collectibles, the toys and statues from Modoc. I have every single one. So it looks like they're doing Modoc, Magneto, Venom, and Doctor Doom. Yeah, it's a four pin set that you can get. So fortunately, Modoc is not blind bagged. Unfortunately, it means you have to buy the. Four pins for each one. But they're all kind of cute. I really do like that Venom. Yeah, they are kind of cute. They seem to be slightly different than his last pins that he did. I like these a lot. And God only knows what else we'll find at the Marvel booth. Usually we walk away with about $200 in t-shirts that we wear over the next year and a couple comic books. (sighs) Yeah, t-shirts, hoodies, all that good stuff. Now, NECA is not a huge Marvel company. They do the quarter scale, but Marjorie, I have to ask if you're in for the Baby Groot Chia Pet for $30. Do you remember when I did the Spider-Man Chia Pet? Oh, yes. My allergies will never forget. They grow mold. Ew. Yeah, like, because you're putting water on this, like, weird dirt substance, and they grow mold, and I had to actually throw it away because it was really bad. But I think I'm going to have to pass on this. Uh, one, because you can buy it online oh. already, and it's not an exclusive. I think I'm going to be passing on Monogram International this year. They suckered me in for their keychains and the foam figure ones. But this time they're doing a Hulk Ragnarok pewter keyring set, which is a gold Hulk fist and Mjolnir. And, an, um, and then they're doing... They've stopped doing the keychains, it looks like, and they're just taking the exact same molds from the keychains and making magnets out of them. And magnets are much easier to display than keychains, and if they started with that, I'd be a much happier person not having to figure out how to display about 200 keychains, but (laughs) I'm not going to start over and do them all again in magnet form. Yeah. I mean, you know what? That might be the type of thing you can hit up on Sunday and see if they're still around and not not kill yourself over it. (laughs) <laughs> There's only 300 made of each of those sets and $10 for the magnets, but I don't know. If I walk past them and there's no line, I might uh, get the foam. Of course you will. Entertainment Earth gave Marvelicious Toys, despite not having a show for a while, an exclusive reveal of one of their Comic-Con exclusives. Knowing what a fan you are, Justin, we got to reveal the Push Puppet Deadpool. Oh, Yeah. I wish I li- I liked push puppets more, but this one is kind of cool. He's got his swords in his hands. I'm digging it. And th- what makes it exclusive is the baby cable and the baby Bjorn on him. <laughs> Instead of cable with baby hope, we've got yeah, Deadpool with baby cable. That's cute. So Marjorie was kind of into the Infinity Gauntlet push puppet, though. Yeah, I guess. Well, we have to go there anyway, but... I don't know. They are kind of fun sometimes, and I am really trying to, like, not buy stuff, but this looks like a crazy grabber hand, and I think we might have to buy it. It's kind of weird. So he's got tampons for fingers, so. <laughs> yeah, it looks like little Vienna sausages or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it looks wrong. like whippet canisters. <laughs> so all three of us have very different interpretations of that. It's a, like a Rorschach test. <laughs> We just all revealed something really deeply personal. <laughs> and I, I'm happy being on the hot dog side right now. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so 
so sorry, guys. <laughs> now, I don't get some of these exclusives, though. This Squirrel Girl wooden doll, I used to say, when I was in college and pretty poor, that I would take any collectible if it were free. Any Star Wars collectible, what have you. But I cannot understand the collector who would want the Squirrel Girl Whittles wooden doll. Nothing against Entertainment Earth. I know you guys are working what you can in the license, but whoa. <laughs> I don't get it. I just, this is so not made for me. It, it's it's not my cup of tea. And it also, it almost feels like it's it's trying to be too many things. It's, it's trying to be like that throwback Fisher-Price people. It's trying to be a nesting doll. It's trying to be a vinyl collectible. And it I don't feel like it's doing any of those things well. It's just a conglomeration of all those types of ideas mashed into a $12 thing that just doesn't look all that great. No, I'm not a fan of the Squirrel Girl redesign where she needs orthodontics anyway. <laughs> But <laughs> this wooden doll does not help it any. And also, I feel the same way. I get the nostalgic feel of the Fisher-Price people. I grew up playing with wooden Fisher-Price people. I could see a group of people who might think that's really cool to them, the way I find Mego figures really cool to me. But at $5 per Fisher-Price person, I just can't consider purchasing. I think it's really cool, the Infinity Gauntlet 16-pack of pinmates they're doing for $100. But it's just not something that I can choose to put my money towards. Here's the thing. This is the kind of thing you buy when you're a focus collector and they make your focus. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they had MODOK in that Infinity Gauntlet set or Galactus would be hosed. No, I'm okay with not getting it, but if it came like singly, I might consider picking it up and adding it to my Captain America collection. Yeah. You know? But I don't need all of them. Yeah, I feel the same way about the X-Men 3-pack. I think that's the Cyclops is a great looking design, and the Wolverine's fun. Just again, it, it's not for me. No, and I think, yeah, it's that's kind of where I'm coming from, too. It's I, I dig the idea... And I, I can see what they're doing. And if for some reason I was a Fisher Price collector, you know, because I was as a kid, I had the Sesame Street stuff. I had all of it. I had the airport. I was into the Fisher Price people. If I still had some of that stuff and on display, I would gladly grab these and be like, yep, these are now my Marvel Fisher Price people in my Sesame Street playhouse. But, you know, it's as it is, I'm not all in on those. I've I've gotten a few over the years since they've done them. But yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to grab these. Well, nobody has to go out of their way. If you are thinking it won't sell out at the con, all of these are available for pre-order at Entertainment Earth site. We'll have the links from MarveliciousToys.com. And after the con, if any are left, they'll mail them to you. I'm just glad that we're not talking about chair capes again this year. <laughs> they'll sell them. <laughs> I will be over at the Bandai booth for the die-cast armored Baymax figure. I realize Baymax is feeling less and less Marvel and more and more Disney as that animated series goes, but he was a Marvel character first. Yeah, and I still have a little soft spot for Baymax. Scotty Young, however, I, I quoteth the great cinematic masterpiece, Showgirls, when I say, You're a whore, darling. Because Scotty Young is everywhere these days. There's the pins, there's the covers, there's the gentle giant statues. And now over at Think Geek, there's a Finder's Keepers statue of young Deadpool in his X-Force outfit. 
Finders Keeper statues, by the way, are basically statues that have a place for your keys so that they can get around the licensing requirements. So it's now a <laughs> keychain instead of a statue. Yeah, like the keychain like, just kind of fits on the base and they have a place to, I guess, grab it from. I don't know. Just get a tile. <laughs> okay, the next one I'm super excited about, Jack Pacific, who I thought was out of the Tsum Tsum game because I haven't seen any new Tsum Tsums for a long time. And I did clean up at Toys R Us clearances. I literally loaded a cart one day when they were like 70% off and just bought everything. And but- you even asked them at Toy Fair because we always covered Jack's. And we went in, and you're like, okay, where's the Marvel Tsum Tsums and the Star Wars Big Figs? And they're like, yeah, we have none of that to show this year. So that was not a good sign. They're like, we have the Disney Tsum Tsums to show. I was like, nope. I came for Marvel ones. (laughs) But they have an Infinity Gauntlet Tsum Tsum set, which is also an exclusive with GameStop. Oh, it's shared? Yes, it's shared with GameStop. Did not realize. Yes. Nice. I'm digging that gauntlet. It's got a nice vac metalized, super shiny gold sheen to it. You know, Did you see the movie? Did you see the movie where it lights up? Ooh, I might have to push push play. Sum Sums are really cool, and they do some super fun accessories for them. And I know people think they're probably for little kids or whatever, and maybe they are, but I think they're a lot of fun. We all have our niches, and we all have the things we like that the others look at askance. And, you know, over the years, we've covered a lot of these cutesy toy lines. And to be honest with you, Tsum Tsums are the ones that have stuck around and been consistent, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, totally understand it. I've, I've not gotten into them myself, but I understand the obsession with them. I can tell you that. I would say they're my third favorite cutesy line with number one being superhero squad figures back when they yes. weren't articulated. Number two, Squinkies. I did love the Squinkies. And these are number three. I don't know. I got to put these above the Squinkies because they're still going. Yeah, that's true. Squinkies disappeared quick. They died. Squinkies died. And then they tried to bring them back quietly under some other name and made them bigger. Like Oishis or something. Yeah, Oishis or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But those weren't, I think, the same company because Oishis were now the company that bought Uncle Milton. Oh. Because last year we got a free Oishi Spider-Man. Venom. (laughs) It was a Venom. Oh, it was a half and half. It oh, was it was half. Ha- that's right. He half. was half. <laughs> now, over Wait. at the Lego booth, there is the minifigure that I always have to get. And this year, Sheriff Deadpool. <laughs> with the with the yellow talk box on the card, being all smart alky as you would expect Deadpool to be. Why does Say- it have to be Deadpool? The most expensive Lego minifigure I've ever had to buy was Deadpool the Duck. Deadpool pulls out the people's craziness. I got like the... Falcon Captain America for about a hundred bucks. Why did it have to be Deadpool? (laughs) Well, you know, like I said earlier, I've never gone out of my way to get in line for Lego and stuff like that. But if I do get my ticket pulled for this time, I'll be happy to buy a Deadpool minifig, you know? I think they're free if you get it, but... Oh, nice. I don't think they're free. I think the minifigures are. I don't think that the sets are. But here's the thing. You not only need your ticket pulled... It's got to be for Saturday. The right time, yes. Each of these different ones, you know, Star Wars has a time, and then there's another, there's an Ant-Man set, I think. Is there a time for that as well, or is that something you can buy whenever you get into the line? I think that's something you can buy anytime. Like, I didn't ever get a Lego minifigure, but one year I did get a Lego ticket and was able to get in the store, and I got the uh, Rocket Raccoon Milano Comic-Con exclusive set. 
So I am hoping somebody gets a Lego ticket and doesn't want their Ant-Man and Wasp set. Because I'm so far, I've got every Marvel Lego set. I hate oh. to have a hole. Wow. Well, if, I, if that's me, I will get you the, the Ant-Man set because I have no need for, for that. But the Deadpool, I'm all about. Now, speaking of Deadpool, how do you feel about the Q-Figs? <laughs> uh, I... I have yet to dip my toe in that area. I take it you're not a Loot Crate subscriber because they keep sending them to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I quit Loot Crate a long time ago when I started adding up like what I'm getting out of it and what I'm spending on it. I have a slogan for them. When you don't care what you wear, Loot Crate is there for you. <laughs> Uh, but this one is kind of cool. It's it's more than just... Uh, I do have one of those, yeah, actually. I have one of the earlier Deadpool Q figs, and it's I just him kind of jumping out of an explosion. This one, mm-hmm. is, he's stabbing at Chimichanga with 3D maximum effort text in the back. See, I was thinking, oh, Q fig, I can skip. Oh, that one's kind of cute, though. <laughs> I like it. It's got a little something extra to it that you don't expect out of a, a statue type of thing. Yeah. Enchilada sauce. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. I kind of dig it. Of and then course, so we a... can wait till later on in the year when they have the, the X-Force version of it. <laughs> That's probably the New York <laughs> Comic-Con exclusive. <laughs> then there's more Deadpool. Have you seen these mini egg attacks they're doing, but Beast Kingdom? Uh, egg attack has never been my thing, but I do understand the, the attractiveness of them. Well, they're doing mini ones now that are just a few inches and a lot cheaper and putting them out by the wave. And they're doing a variant of the Deadpool on Unicorn where you get X-Force Deadpool on a purple pony. (laughs) Didn't didn't Hot Toys do something like this where they shrunk down their cutesy line into more of a smaller collectible? We saw that lineup last year. I don't know if they ever came out or not. Yeah, that's right. They had like tiny Cos babies, but I've never seen them out. Mm-mm. Right, the Cos babies. That's right. But yeah, Beast Kingdom has that, which I'm thinking about picking up. And then, you know, you guys know I like Iron Man, right? No. <laughs> Get out. Well, they have an Iron Man statue limited to only 30 pieces. It's the Iron Man Mark III with a pewter finish. That's what makes it exclusive. Life size. Only $20,000. Hey, (laughs) do you guys remember that time that you bought the sofa for your Iron Man? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's a life size Iron Man is that we're looking at? Yeah. All right. For that kind of money, I want him painted. (laughs) And light up. <laughs> and wearable. <laughs> and I better be able to fly. <laughs> this is also- interesting. Go, what? Sorry, just while looking at some of the other stuff, I know it's DC stuff, but Beast Kingdom seems to be getting into some articulated action figure type of stuff. Yeah, I wonder how the licensing works, but yeah, they've got a Superman and a Batman and... Wonder Woman, yeah, like, that would be kind of neat to see if they ever could, you know... Maybe squeak over some of the the Marvel stuff that we're not seeing in Diamond or Hasbro. Yeah, but what scale is it? One-ninth scale? Oh, yet another scale. Forget I said anything. No more scales. I'm telling you, the one-thirty-second scale is where it's at. So you're saying this tips the scale. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I will be picking up the six-inch Egg Attack Deadpool, though, that comes with the taco and the metallic paint. 
limited to 140 pieces. That's kind of a preview night purchase for me. I kind of dig it. <laughs> they kind of got two of my, you know, my geeky favorites on there. They've got Deadpool and Boba Fett, so I might might head over there with you. Yeah, and the Deadpool, like the Hot Toys, has interchangeable eyes, and he has heart eyes. So, like, Aww. you could put him as a heart eyes for Valentine's Day and, you know. <laughs> Diamond Select Toys, I don't have to go there. I just pre-ordered everything from Big Bad Toy Store, the Grey Hulk statue, the White Phoenix statue, the X-23 statue, and the Funko Pop teleporting lockjaw who's translucent, Justin, Ooh. and glow-in-the-dark Black Bolt, of which there's 15,000 made, so no hurry. Yikes. <laughs> That's that's a quite a large number for them to be saying it's an exclusive. They're setting a number on it, but now how many do you think are the general then? How many Funko collectors are there? I know a certain Star Wars website that pulled a number out of their butt that there's twenty thousand Star Wars active collectors. I, I don't know that that's true. If it's high, low, I, I'd like to know what science went into that. Oh wait, there wasn't any. <laughs> but. I'm curious yeah. now how many Funko collectors there are if their exclusives are at 15,000 pieces. Yeah, that's, that is kind of crazy. You know, like you brought up that documentary before, there seems to be quite a few. I mean, I think that's the most active collecting group I think there is out there because it, it touches every property there is. So it's it's got the biggest reach of anything that you could possibly think of. You can tell that those have gone far because yesterday I had a tile guy in our house to measure our kitchen for new wall tile. And he saw some Funkos around my house and said, so are Funkos the new Beanie Baby? Because my son's all into Funkos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of are. Some are worth nothing and the ones that you don't expect are going to be worth something or the ones that you opened up and find out two years later, they're, oh, that's going for 200 bucks. Yep, I said they are the next Beanie Baby, and that someday, I don't know when, it may be 10 years from now, but the market will pop. Yep. No pun intended. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Not about the market, about the pun. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hallmark, they're not having a keepsake ornament this year. I know, that kind of bums me out. Yeah, I've been enjoying those. But they were kind of easy to get. You know, it's the Star Wars ones specifically that are really difficult. But I don't know that I'm into what they've replaced them with. Pixelate pins and ornaments that are just like 8-bit Cap, Thanos, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Wasp. Mm. I am able to pass this. I don't know about you guys. Hallmark's never my thing. You know, I, I never... I mean, I go over there and look at their stuff, but I've, I've never really been a purchaser of that stuff. So add that to this this pixelated trend that seems to be going on all over the place uh, I'll, I'll probably steer clear of that i just i don't i don't get it you know i mean i've seen it on pops where they're doing it for no good reason there's a stranger things 11 figure pop vinyl figure that they made 8-bit for some reason yeah i got it when it's actually a video game like when NECA did hey, this is Jason in his video game colors from the Nintendo game 8-Bit. That made sense. And whenever there was an 8-Bit video game, it makes sense. But if you're just doing that, it, it makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a cool Mario that they made. I think it was for whatever the Mario version of Amiibo. There's a Mario Amiibo that they made in the 8-Bit style 3D. That was pretty cool. But when you're just doing it to do it, 
So yeah, I think for Marvel, I'm sitting Hasbro out this year. Gentle Giant, there's still some exclusives Hallmark. to be announced. Uh, what'd I say? Hasbro. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm sitting uh, Hallmark out this year. Gentle Giant, they still have some exclusives to announce, but uh, the Gwenpool animated statue, again, Scotty Young's everywhere. I picked up a couple of these General Giant statues at 60-70% off at GameStop. I'm not about to pay full price for Gwenpool. Nah, and you know, we, we kind of talked about this last year, was, you know, the beginning of the end of Gwenpool. She started off hot, and then it was just everywhere. Hoodies, t-shirts, every every manufacturer, every licensee who can make figures, made figures. And it's just it feels like it's at the end of a line here for for Gwenpool, which I she's still cool. I still like the look of her, but it feels a little pandery at this point. When Toys R Us was closing and pops were seventy percent off, they still had more Toys R Us exclusive Gwenpool pops than I could count. Yeah, I think I think they pushed her too hard. Is what I'm trying to say. Is yeah, I'm thinking know. that she jumped a shark. Yeah. I think she's a good character in the comics, but if at 70% off, the exclusive pops are still sitting there, you kind of overestimated your market. Yeah. Now, Mezco, I screwed up. Justin, are you interested in their Punisher Special Ops Edition figure? No. He, you, I mean, I think we've kind of talked about this before. With Mezco, I'm more into the masked people. I'm not Well, super- he has a mask. Yeah, I, and that's about the only thing different than the one that we have from a few years ago. And this is like, I feel like the third or fourth, maybe fifth time they've done Punisher in this line. Yeah, it is. I, I'm ready for something new from, from them, but eh, are you going to tell me that it's already pre-sold out and we can't even get it if we wanted to? It is sold out online. You can still get it at the con, but I'm so bummed because I bought it and I checked out. And I clicked away from that tab, and I patted myself on the back for having it. Cut to one week later, I'm like, you know, I never, never got that confirmation email. (laughs) You didn't finish the process. I didn't finish. Actually, I went back. I still had that tab open (laughs) a week later. (laughs) Wow. Was it still in your cart? Was it able to check out? I was not able to check out. It said payment order processing failed. Like too many people were hitting their server for it to process the payment. All I had to do was click submit again and I would have had it. And now (laughs) I have to get it at the con and stress. Uh, Well, it's, you know, once you're at the con, it's, it hasn't proven terribly difficult to get these things. They, at Mezco, they like to have a certain amount per day and they've been known to get more in even on Sundays for people. So it's, I wouldn't stress too much about getting them at Mezco is all I'm saying. My question is, is they generally have two for, for Marvel. Is this the only one that they've shown us so far? Yeah. Weird. I wonder if they're going to surprise us with one other one or if this is it for this year. I think this might be it. I I know they've done two in the past, but also they have done just one in the past and like also a DC one or something. Sure. And we're talking about this like it's historical. This is really only like the third year that they've had. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are saying you don't have a lot of empirical evidence on this. It's just conjecture. Exactly. There's 20,000 Star Wars fans actively. (laughs) I'm sorry. But let's talk about the big company, the Hasbro, the Legends. The first one, there's going to be a Marvel Legends 6-inch Red Skull. About time. 
We haven't <laughs> had one in a while. This is like the 10th anniversary, so we're getting the Marvel Cinematic Universe 10th anniversary. We're getting like uh MCU Red Skull here. Yeah, and I mean this is the this is the Hugo Weaving style Red Skull. Not the guy who played him in Infinity War Red Skull who was not <laughs> Hugo Weaving. <laughs> That guy looked more like Skeletor from Master of the Universe. But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, we, we haven't seen this figure or gotten this figure in six inch before. I think there was one pretty close to this in the three and three quarter inch mm-hmm. back in the day. Yeah, there yeah. was a Target two pack or something. Yeah, but yeah. this is this is a new brand new figure for six inch and kind of exciting. I'm, I think I've said it before. I'm digging what they're doing with this. 10th anniversary stuff. It's giving us an opportunity to get figures that they might have missed in the past from the movies. You know, I'm really glad we're getting Yellow Jacket with an Ant-Man pack. This looks awesome. And I'm I'm guessing the way this 10th anniversary is going, I don't think we're going to see him again as an individual figure. I think this, if you want this Red Skull, you're going to have to get it in this collector's pack with the Tesseract. I would think so. I can't imagine that they'd release him in a different manner, you know? I, I know that's the norm, is they repaint and re-release all their Comic-Con exclusive figures, maybe without some accessories at retail, but I can't see where they'd put them. Exactly. So this one feels like a true exclusive type of thing, which is kind of exciting. I love the Tesseract that he comes with, because it looks so much better than the one that came in that Marvel Phase 1 Nick Fury briefcase set that basically just looks like a glow a glowing ice cube. You've ever had those glowing ice cubes, the light-up ones that, like, they're plastic, and there's an LED in them, and there's liquid in them that freezes, and so you put them in your drink, and it lights up. They do them at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, that's what the... One that comes with the $200 DVD set comes with. This looks a lot better. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's not a huge upsell or anything like that. I mean, I feel like, you know, it's a $60 set here. And I feel like 30 bucks is for the figure. So am I really paying 30 bucks for this this Tesseract so they can get another, you know, 30 bucks out of me? But, you know, it's an exclusive. The packaging is cool. Looks like you get some, you know, Cap America art from back in the day and some dossier files and stuff. It, it looks neat. I, this one might be one to get two of, one to keep in the package, one to open. See, I'm getting two the same way I did. Whenever they include a life-size prop, remember when they did the Infinity Gauntlet set like three years ago in three and three-quarter inch and you got the foam gauntlet? Oh, yes. Yeah. And then the figures. I had to have a couple so that I, you know, had a gauntlet to play with and then one to keep in package with the figures. And I feel that way about the Tesseract. <laughs> it's their San Diego Marvel exclusive I am most looking forward to because I gotta say, the Marvel Legends 5-pack, it's nice. It's some action figures. It's pretty good. Here's what's happened. I feel that all of those TV shows have kind of run out of steam. And when they first hit, like, Daredevil was great. And then the first season of Jessica Jones, it's it's okay. And then Luke Cage, I haven't been able to get through season one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of there with you. And I feel like someday I'll go back and watch them. Or maybe someday a fan will, like, put together, like, a five-hour what you need to know about all these series to actually enjoy it type of cut. But for now, this set just... I don't know. It feels like, hey, here's three figures that you already have, and two that, yeah, you probably don't want that much. Yeah, and the Iron Fist 
is basically that Mark Ruffalo figure from a couple years ago with a new head and a translucent hand. Looking like, like Hyde, Hyde from, from that, that 70s show. show. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that was that actor when that show came out, though. I mean, the actor looks like Hyde. <laughs> You guys might remember my uh, my rule about loafers and tennis shoes and stuff like that when it comes to hot toys. <laughs> well, I'm digging Iron Fist actually having tennis shoes. These might be the first sculpted tennis shoes we get in the Marvel Legends line. And I, I hope they become a thing because I'd like to customize some of those. It looks like there might even be a Nike swoop on them. Yeah, it's hard to tell, but there's a lot of detail. There's little laces in there and a sole and all of that. So Really, they should be Vans, because Vans is making some killer star- Marvel shoes right now. <laughs> but I just, I don't care for the packaging of this. It seems like a huge waste of space. It's like the raft. If you'd left one of the compartments empty for a figure where there's just a subway door and no figure. Yeah, it, it you know, that's kind of my initial thought, too. It's not going to be as big as bulky as the raft. The raft had two levels. This is a single level, so that's good. But it's it's probably going to be the biggest thing that we ship home. Yeah, probably going to be oversized. But and I I haven't gotten to the Defenders miniseries, but does Luke Cage beat up Jessica Jones in that miniseries? Because <laughs> it, it looks like he punched her and she's like thrown back in this box. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he either either just got done punching her or he's getting ready to be really inappropriate on the subway. I just got it. He's supposed to just be sitting there like all chill with his arm over the seats. But to me, it looks like he just threw a punch. (laughs) And she's supposed to be like leg up relaxing. But it looks like she just got knocked back. (laughs) I thought this whole time for like a week that this was Luke Cage punch Jessica Jones. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, just a quick rundown of that is... Yeah, we're getting Daredevil again with, you know, actor's head with the removable mask. So a new head there. Jessica Jones without her jacket on. So they're taking stuff away from that one. Luke Cage, which is coming out in a 10th anniversary line, I believe. This is just a repaint in the red shirt rather than yellow. And then the other two are new. So that's, eh, I'm getting it. I'm just not overly, it's not the most exciting thing I've stood in line for at Hasbro, I guess is what I'll say. Where I'm at, too. You know, you guys are worried about, like, shippability and oversized package. I don't know if you guys saw the Transformer exclusive that Hasbro has. It's a scooter! What? It's a a full-on scooter? A bumble, not like a moped, but like a bumblebee kick scooter. Like, you know, the ones the kids ride, it's got like that. Yeah, like a blade scooter type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck shipping that on. Well, those yeah. fold up, but still, what a pain in the ass. Exactly, and it's probably heavy because it's air care- aircraft grade aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> well, aluminum's light. That's why aircraft can fly. But it's a scooter. <laughs> a limited number will be available at razor.com after. But that's was, kind of the. Oh, go ahead. I was really hoping that maybe we would see some mask toys this year because there's been there's been some talk of that, you know. But well. I haven't seen anything yet, and it's not really Marvel, so... And no Micronauts either, but come on, we don't really need another one of those IDW sets, do we? That has, like, ROM with Bumblebee, with whoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the mixed-up mixed sets. Up yeah, where it's just the entire IDW comics-verse. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for the exclusives at Comic-Con. Guys, any last thoughts before we fly out west and hang out with our Cali buddies? 
Um, just a request that you never call it Callie again. <laughs> Come on, LL Cool J. <laughs> We're going back to Callie. I'm, I'm LL Cool A. LL Cool A. <laughs> Is this for your guys' rap duo? <laughs> DJ Jazzy Justin and LL Cool A. <laughs> He's Ice Ice Arnie. <laughs> the extreme. Uh, no, I'm just excited to see everybody again. It'll, it'll be fun. It'll be tiring. I'm excited to see how this lottery system works out, if it makes our life easier or if it makes it hell on earth. But yeah, it'll it'll be fun to have a preview night where it's not like, oh my God, it's three o'clock. Oh my God, it's 3.30. Where the afternoon just drags and then the next thing you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. What the hell had just happened? <laughs> I know you're like almost like like because you and me are always stuck in the lobby and you, we're always calling the credit card companies to let them know that we're gonna make some crazy ass purchases. <laughs> and I was gonna say it's because you guys are in the lobby because for me it's like wow the floor's opening wow it's eleven o'clock wow the floor's closing where did the day go? <laughs> but I'm usually on the floor. yeah it'll it'll be fun I'm I'm looking forward to it and. uh yeah, it's it's coming up real darn quick. So we'll be uh, we'll be on the floor doing live interviews. We'll be doing live booth walkthroughs and stuff like that. So be sure to be watching for us on Facebook. Yes, and YouTube. You know, we've mentioned this on our last show. If if it's been so long, you haven't remembered. I understand, but we are really going to be pushing hard back into doing video, full video shows. And we will be doing that for you at Comic-Con. So keep an eye on us. Set up alerts for Twitter, Facebook, and you'll be able to see live coverage from the con. We want it to feel like you're there without the bleeding toes. <laughs> Lucky. We definitely are going to be bringing you interviews with Hasbro. Take a look at Sideshow, Mezco, NECA, all the various booths and bring you the coverage you want to see and let us know what you want to see. Come to our Facebook page, sign up there. And as the con goes on, if you have questions, let us know. We will try to get answers. Yeah. Anything Marvel related that you haven't heard us talk about or if you've heard rumors about, we'll we'll try to track it down. Like last year, we, we stumbled upon a one of a kind, well, one of six of a kind Milano spaceship that Arnie came real close to buying. No regrets on skipping that, by the way. <laughs> I just want to say, especially since the Milano blew up in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, they had a new ship by the time of Infinity War. <laughs> no regrets. A bit of relief. <laughs> so we're going to have all of that and absolutely more over the next week or so. On Marvelicious Toys? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I usually say on the next Marvelicious Toys, but I stretch it into, it's not the next one, it's all of the next ones. So we'll see you from San Diego. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade toys in the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is a fan-run show that relies on listener support to keep the show going. You can pledge to our Podbean fundraising campaign by going to MarveliciousToys.com support. 
Backers get rewards including exclusive video content, early show releases, and more. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star written review on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback on Marvelicious Toys. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or post your thoughts in our forums. You can also find Marvelicious Toys on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews by emailing an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. All content received is subject for use on the show. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at SWActionNews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff, Scott, and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. Segments created by Jerry and Jeff. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2018, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Here's the thing is I feel the same way as when we... I, I, I'm gonna have to just mark this time. Hold on. <laughs> Is it working for you? Yeah, perfectly fine. Is it cutting out for you still? No. Oh, I have not cut out once. Damn it. Um. Hold on. So what's changed? Because you still take any collectible. What's changed is talking into the microphone. That's what's changed. I have to go type. Put, put horny guy in there again. Just for fun. <laughs> oh my god, you guys saw that. What? I didn't see that. Where's horny guy? In, in his time reason? notes up top where he has to edit. Number At 29 minutes, he's got horny man. <laughs> the reason I lost my train of thought is I was on Twitter and for some reason on the feed I just couldn't believe it came up it was like horny guy rubs one out and it was just like a naked guy and I was like what, I, uh, what page am I on whose feed is this I just, that's why I lost <laughs> I forgot you guys could see my notes <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> you probably been sitting there for half an hour wondering what the horny man. I, I was assuming it was a typo, but it's exactly what it is. 
you're saying, Marjorie? I, I, I can't follow up horny man. Is that like burning man and you go to the desert? And there's like some giant horny man everybody pays tribute to? <laughs> now you got, you're leaving me hanging. I need to hear the Vincent Price cackle or um, it's just not going to be resolved in my head. Thank you. Now you just sound like Paul Lind. <laughs> Kind of trailed off there at the end, but th- this is Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Marvelicious. Ooh, that's hot. Do I need to do it again? So hot. Coming in hot. Try again. <sighs> I missed you guys. 